I love to sing. I wish I could sing better. I wish I had a solo voice, but I say la vie. But there are some songs I grew up singing I didn't quite understand. When I was a boy, we used to sing a song, I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart, I'll agree. And my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. Well, I couldn't quite hear the last line of that song. So when I was a boy, I used to sing, when your spirit speaks to me with my bullhorn, I will heed. That doesn't even make sense. Why do I need a bullhorn and how will it help me heed? That's the best I could hear. That's the best I could do. So I sang it. We sing a song in our church in Mount Vernon, and it's one of my favorite hymns about heaven, but there's a line in it that I didn't understand until I looked up the meaning. It's found on page two of our hymnal from verse four of the beloved, Oh, I want to see him, hymn. And here's how the line goes. When before me billows roll from the mighty deep, then the Lord directs my bark, he doth safely keep. That verse begs the obvious question, what on God's green and blue earth is a bark? Sometimes my sweet mother actually barks when we get to that. She loves animals, but this bark has nothing to do with pups. My good friend Google told me a bark is a sailing vessel with three or more masts. Now the song makes a little more sense. I never understood the song Father Abraham. We used to sing it all the time, did all the motions to it. Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them and so are you, so let's just praise the Lord. But my father wasn't Abraham. My father was an electrician named Lloyd. As a boy, I never understood that song. And there was a song, Faith, 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 Just a Little Bit of Faith. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you've got. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. I've always liked that song. It's simple. I don't have to have Mount Everest-sized faith to move Mount Everest. If I just have a little bit, God can do a whole lot. That song is simple. I don't have to know anything about sailing vessels or be able to tell the difference between national and spiritual Israel, which would make Father Abraham my father. I just need to know a little bit of my faith can reach up to God and he can do a whole lot with a little bit of faith. And that's the point of that song. And that's the point of this story. Hey, good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to LJ Harry and you're listening to, I believe, kind of, on Simplify. Jesus' three closest faithful followers followed him up the mountain, while the other nine stayed at base camp. And there on the summit, Jesus prayed as they slept. And while Jesus prayed, something miraculous and marvelous happened. He was transfigured. That's a $12 word, which you'll never be able to use in Scrabble because it's probably too long. But it means he was completely changed. His face beamed brighter than the sun, his clothes whiter than the snow. The glory of God that filled his five feet, eight inches frame, give or take, was beginning to shine through. And Moses and Elijah showed up as guest speakers, which was amazing because both of them had been gone for centuries. The disciples were in a church service where death and time bowed their knees to Jesus. And they didn't even know it. They were still fast asleep. So much for faithful followers. Now that was good church, to say the least. But as all services do, that one ended. And it was time to come back down the mountain. When they got to the foot of the mountain, they ran right into reality. A crowd was gathered around the other nine disciples, and they were arguing back and forth like middle schoolers. Jesus stepped close to see what the fuss was all about. It was all about a father who had been waiting for Jesus at the foot of the mountain. 
this father, known in front of the father, and all eyes and ears were locked under that conversation. The dad was a grown man, but he knelt there choking back tears of frustration and fatigue because his son, his only son, his only child, had been tormented by the devil. A spirit would not leave him alone. It left him mute and deaf. He couldn't speak, he couldn't hear, but worse yet, it tried to kill him. The father said to the father, Jesus, he foams at the mouth, he gnashes his teeth, his body stiffens like a board. I hate to see him like this, but I can't do anything about it. I heard you were in town, I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't cast out the devil in him. I really just, I just don't know what to do. Then Jesus looked at the disciples who were looking at their sandals by now. Don't make eye contact, don't make eye contact. They should have been able to cast this devil out. He had been walking with Jesus and watching him for a long time. Jesus just shook his head. Faithless people, how long do I have to be with you? How long do I have to put up with you? When are you guys going to get it? I've taught you better than that. Bring the boy to me. Then they found him and they brought him to Jesus. And right on cue, the demon saw his days were done. This was not a fair fight, never has been, never will be. He was going toe-to-toe with the almighty God of glory. He didn't stand a chance. So he took it out on the boy one more time. He threw him to the ground, seizing, foaming at the mouth. Jesus just stood there calmly and asked the dad, How long has this been going on? The dad thought back to all those sleepless nights, all those calls from the principal. We can't control them. All those calls from the police. We can't control them. All those hospital visits. And he said, this has happened ever since he was a child. It it got so bad, the spirit in him threw him into the fire to burn him, but it couldn't, and into the water to drown him, but it couldn't. The devil has tried to kill my boy over and over, but he couldn't, but I couldn't do one thing about it. I feel so helpless. As his son slithered on the ground, foaming at the mouth, this fatigued father looked back at Jesus through tear-filled eyes and prayed a raw and honest prayer. It was a short stack of faith served with a side of doubt. He said to Jesus, the Almighty God, if you can do anything, would you have compassion on us and help us? Jesus, I've heard stories. I've heard stories all over about what you've done. I've heard you can heal lame legs and open blind eyes. I've heard you raise the dead. I've heard you cast out devils. I've heard you can do anything for anyone at any time, anywhere. And if that's true and you really can do anything, I am asking, I'm begging you to have compassion on us and help us. Jesus heard his ifs and served up one of his own. I'll tell you what, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And he blurted out with more honest and raw faith, I believe, kind of. Can you help me with my unbelief? Jesus, I've been dealing with this demon for years, and I have faith. I really do. I believe you can help, but you're going to have to help me shelve some of this doubt. The doctors can't help me. Your disciples can't help me. I want to believe you can, but all I've known are treatments that never work and cures that never stick. Maybe you've prayed that prayer too. God, I believe. I really do. I I believe you can, but I've been dealing with this addiction for years, and I've tried doctors. I've tried prescription drugs. I've tried treatment centers, I've tried rehab, I've even been in and out of jail clean while I was in jail, but but I can't seem to stay clean when I get out. I just can't get past this. I've heard you can help me. Would you forgive my doubt and build my faith? Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I've been sick like this for years. Nobody has an answer. Doctors say I'm terminal. 
incurable. They're just going to make me comfortable. But I've heard you heal people with sickness like me. I know you can. Would you? Would you forgive my doubt, build my faith? Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I've been away from you for decades. I haven't darkened the door of a church house in years. I've heard you forgive sinners like me. I've heard you give grace to ones who don't deserve it but desperately need it. Would you forgive my doubt and build my belief? I need what you have. I want what you have. Jesus, I believe. It's not polished, but it's honest. Jesus heard that father's raw and honest faith twinge with his doubt, and Jesus set his sights on the spirit. He rebuked that evil spirit, and immediately that spirit screamed and came out of the boy and left him on the ground. He looked like he was dead. You could hear the murmur in the crowd. Oh, no, he's dead. I don't believe it. He's dead. He's gone. What just happened? And Jesus took the young man by the hand and lifted him to his feet again, and everybody's jaw hit the ground. Jesus really can do anything for anyone, anywhere, at any time. We just need to come with our faith, as little as it may be, as raw as it may be, as wounded, as, it, as bent and dented as it may be, and ask God one more time to hear and answer our prayer. When the camera crews and news vans all drove home for the night, the disciples asked the obvious, what's wrong with us, Jesus? Why couldn't we do the job? We tried. We did everything we saw you do, but it didn't work for us. And Jesus just told them, you don't have enough faith. And Philip started crunching the numbers on his faith calculator. How about a barrel of faith, Jesus? If we have a barrel of faith, can we cast out a demon? What about a boatload of faith? Surely, Jesus, we can cast out a demon with a boatload of faith. And Jesus wowed them with this truth. If you have faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move, and it will, and nothing will be impossible to you. Jesus was saying the words we sing, faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. We don't always need mint-conditioned faith. Sometimes just coming to God as we are with our questions and our doubts is enough to move the heart and hand of God. So have faith. Have faith God can do everything. But have faith God knows what he's doing. When God doesn't always do everything we want, have faith he's God, we're not. That may not mean you didn't have faith if God didn't answer your prayer like you hoped. It might just mean you're not God. So let's go to him. Let's pray with as much mustard seed faith as we can muster. And then let's have faith enough to leave the answer in his hands. He doesn't ask us to understand. He just asks us to trust. In other words, just have faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. Would you join me in prayer right now? And I don't want you to just listen to me pray, but I want you to pray. God doesn't just want to hear my voice. He wants to hear yours. And if you're not comfortable praying out loud, you don't have to pray very loud. Just pray loud enough for God to hear your voice and bring your faith as raw, as honest, as bent and dented and wounded as it may be. Bring your faith to Jesus and let's pray together. Jesus, I love you and I believe you can do anything. I believe you're the Almighty. I believe there's nothing too hard for you to do. There's no demon. There's no disease. Nature, death, they all bow their knee to you, Lord. You're the Almighty God. I call on you today and I ask you to minister to all of those listening. Whatever they're dealing with, whatever battle they are fighting, God, I pray you would give them faith. Help them to trust you. Help us to trust you. Help us to take our needs to you, whether it's sickness or addiction or it's sin 
whatever it is, God, if it's pain and sorrow, whatever it is, God, I pray we trust you, we believe you, we ask you for your help, your miracle-working power. We ask you to do what only you can do, dear Jesus. We have faith. We bring it to you. Leave it in your hands and trust you to do whatever you want to do with it. We give glory and honor to you today in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, Simplified listeners. Be sure to click subscribe or share. That way you can make sure you never miss an episode and nobody you care about has to miss one. If somebody could benefit from this episode, be sure to share it with them. Let them know who Jesus is and what he's able to do for them. That what he's done for you, he can do for them as well. I sure hope Simplify has been a blessing to you. If so, I'd love to hear from you. You can look me up on Facebook at lj.harry or Twitter and Instagram, LJ and Andrea, L-J-A-N-D-A-N-D-R-E-A. I would love to hear from you. I've got a couple books I would also love for you to check out. They're at pentecostalpublishing.com. The link is there in the show notes. They're also available on Amazon. And one of them is called Simplify, which is the devotional that launched this podcast. The other is called Ten Words, a practical look at the Ten Commandments. It helps you to know what they meant for them, what they mean for us, and how we can apply and live out the Ten Commandments in our daily lives. I'm also working on a third book. Right now, some people have asked me, so I'll go ahead and give you the update. I'm on chapter seven, I believe, of a book on the Beatitudes. So hopefully, I'll have that done fairly soon, can get that edited and published and ready sometime in 2023. So that's my goal, just in case you were wondering if there is another book in the works. There is. It's on the Beatitudes. And next week, I want to share with you a devotion called Tax Time. And if you're living in these United States, don't worry, it's not tax time for us, but it was for them, and I'll share that story with you next week. I'm looking forward to it, and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.